0: Here we go. Money
1: talk, talk. Here comes the money.
0: Schrader to run. Skips out of a tackle. He's at the 50. Cuts back at the 45. Running room 40. Down the middle. 35-30. Oh, oh, oh. Schrader to go. 25-20. 15-10. 20, five and in. <laughs> Garrett Schrader. A blur. Up ahead to Buddy. A foot fake. A three. He's got it. And the earns are up by half dozen. Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps up. Pop pass up in the middle. Bucker's got, got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit, oh. hit it in. For a touchdown! Up ahead, it's Jimmy Beheim before the defense is set. He lets it rip. Book it for Jimmy. Snap back. Trainer hit on the release. Balls down the seam left. Alfred reaches a touchdown! it. Touchdown! He's into the touchdown! zone. He's off the never-never land! Oh my, Benny Williams. Up in the air. Blocking a shot in the next week. This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. What's going on? Double down on your
2: Tuesday. Thanks for riding with us, Michael here and Tommy Hogan. Fun show today. Um, got a lot of fun stuff going on. 50 college basketball games today, which is sick. Uh, we've got maxion, some football, a little bit of recap of yesterday. Join the show. If you got picks, if you got takes on our picks, 315-437-7644. And we got to start with the most important news of the day, that for the first time since the first week in November, for the first time since I believe November 1st or 2nd, Tommy Hogan has won two bets in a row. The crowd's going wild. The crowd is going wild. I'm back.
3: <laughs> Little Cam Newton-esque. Your boy's back. <laughs> your boy is back. You sure all right? are. You sure are. And you went, with, you went with your strategy, which
2: was you liked the Rams. And Josh put it perfectly. I ate my words. Obviously, I went one and one yesterday uh, on my six-pack because – I was, in Josh's words, everybody and their mother was with the Rams, and you were with the Niners, but that was from no actual football base. It was actually the exact opposite of what you thought
3: was going to happen in the game. The exact opposite, Mike. I thought they were gonna have the juice from Odell Beckham Jr.'s debut, Von Miller's Rams debut. The exact opposite happened. They they're one of the first throws Matthew Stafford threw to Odell miscommunication. Odell runs a route that Matthew Stafford didn't think he was going to run and throws a 40-yard a bomb up to him. Odell's nowhere to be found. Easy pick. Matthew Stafford pick six, by the way. I, I had another defensive touchdown that's back-to-back weeks that I've picked that prop and hit on it. I'm interested in, I, I think I went two and, two and three last night, won two out of my five. Well, how did you do in our uh, prop shop? Oh, I guess I got to look. I'm really bad at looking. Um, I mean, like I I, like know watching the game, and then I forget to do the actual totals in the game. I got three. I got three of five, actually. Kittle, anytime touchdown, he ended up going first touchdown. By the way, see, this is how my brain works. Josh told me to pick that, and he also has his game of the year. I feel fantastic about his game of the year now that he had it. I love the game of the year. The game of the year, we're absolutely
2: riding with 100,000%. Oh yeah. Um. So I had Cooper Cup touchdown that did not hit. Um. I had Kittle's over on the receptions. Where's his receptions? He had I had over four and a half receptions on Kittle, so that
3: hit. Um. You stall while I get my next two. Uh the three that I well done. The three that I hit on. Special teams, their defensive touchdown, like I said. Van Jefferson over 19 and a half, longest reception. He ended up having a 30-plus yard reception. Put that down as a W. And Kittle anytime, touchdown. Plus 175, there's a W. Ayuk over four and a half. I haven't even checked this. I, I counted it as a loser in like the fourth quarter, and maybe they're I, – I doubt that the Niners were throwing receptions. the ball Receptions? Yeah. Had three receptions. Okay, so I lost on that. And then sacks over four and a half. I didn't keep track of that either, actually. So I may have won four or five. Wow, hey, look. look at us totally prepared. This sacks. Best parents uh, transparency. Mike. A total of 3 sacks in the game. Okay, so I lost on that one too. But I went 3 for 3 for, three and 2, 3 for 5.
2: Yeah. I had long Oh, this was a fun one actually. I had longest field goal under and it almost hit except for the Robbie Gould 50-yarder. That sucked. Um so basically you won prop shop again. Congratulations. Wow, You're hot. back to Are back. Are you heating up?
3: Oh no! The so people Tommy's in the streets. Hit two bets in a row, and one two Monday night prop shops in a row. We're back. The people in... I can hear them already. We, this this window behind me, Mike, is usually soundproof. I can hear the chants of Mister Five Hundred behind me already. Usually, wow, there's a delay that, in radio too, so I don't know how they're already hearing it. But yeah, I'm hearing Mister Five Hundred as we speak. Speaking
2: of Mister Five Hundred, um, Mister TBT champion. Eric Devendorf and Chris Joseph are doing a show on Q Sports Talk on Friday from 10 to 11 a.m. So if you want a chance to catch up with those two, Eric Devendorf and Chris Joseph, here it is. It's this Friday, only on Q Sports Talk. Syracuse basketball, great. And, of
3: course, Chris Joseph, they're kind of teaming up, but it's just the two of them, right, Tommy? Yep, just the two of them. Give those two a mic. don't need a host, and then just let them chat it up, Mike. They played in that six overtime game together. They have plenty of stories. They don't need a yeah. host. They don't need one of either you, the voice of the Utica Comets, whoever. I would never, they would never have me do it. So I'm not even going to put my hat, my name in that hat. But they yeah, don't need you know, anybody. Yeah. No, they don't need anybody to do that. They'll be just fine. Eric and Chris Joseph just did uh, Eric Devendorf's podcast, which is tremendous. The scores table, they were just doing that, and we liked it a lot. So let's get them on uh, ESPN Radio Syracuse, and QSportstalk.com. This one will be QSportstalk.com exclusive this one will only be on qsportstalk.com let me just make that clear but yeah we like it a lot i think that'll be fun yeah so that's 10 a.m on friday 10 a.m friday it's only
2: again on qsportstalk.com type that into your internet machines and we will uh we will get you through that basically that's gonna be fun i'm excited about that um Kicks off your sports weekend in a really fun way. What else did you do last night, Tommy? You had an NBA
3: bet that hit, right? NBA bet. I was able to sweat that. I like our picking the Knicks, Mike, because we have them on television here on MSG, so I could sweat that yep. out. I can watch it. The Knicks, it was back and forth late, and the Knicks pulled away at the end to cover minus three and a half. Huge. Huge. I wanted to ask you, though, Mike. We just... I just... uh Talk to Brent about his Mount Rushmore of soups. What's your Mount Rushmore of soups? I'm putting you on the spot Dude, here. If you want the break, if you want the break, the break to think about no, it, fine. I don't need a break because this is. I'm
2: actually not a big soup guy. Whoa. Yeah, I don't what? really like soups very much. Like I, How? I, I would say I have the over under for me is probably three and a half bowls of soup a
3: year. Oh my.
2: Yeah, I might, I I might be over that in 2021, um, but I am, I am not a big soup guy. Like, if you want my actual Mount Rushmore soups, clam chowder. Oh, you
3: can end it. Don't. I don't even need to hear the rest.
2: (laughs) Clam chowder is fire. No, clam chowder is fire. Get over yourself.
3: Um, No way. Clam
2: chowder, dude. Like, I don't even like on Christmas Day. I have my my aunt makes this like um, minestrone soup. That's good. I don't do soups though. I don't, I'm not a soup guy, so like this, I hate to be like I have nothing for you, but I don't. You can't put ranch in soup. Is that why you don't like soup? That is a major issue. Yeah. That's a, but you can't so put I ranch figured. on ice cream either, and I like ice cream, so it doesn't oh. have to. It's not just ranch. I do uh, like ranch a lot. All right.
3: Whatever. Uh, what's your Mount Rushmore of soups? I feel like you've Mount? just been dying to give yours out. Now let me ask you this: Does chili count? Because if it does, chili is in my Mount Rushmore of soups. It's chili as soup. Chili is not a soup. No. Whoa, what is it then? It's chili. Oh, good point. Um, all right, we'll go. Um, we'll go. This is based off of the soups that my mother makes and are fantastic. So we're going to go chicken noodle soup. Your mom does make good soups. Thank you. First ballot Hall of Famer chicken noodle soup. Uh, Italian wedding soup. Pretty simple, but you toss in a little spinach and you toss in those mini meatballs instead of the chicken. Uh, a little beef and barley is fantastic. Ugh. Last one
2: beef and barley soup is in your Hall of Fame Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore. Of soups yeah it is I'll go on um, so basically you're just finding soups that are as close to chili as possible yeah I like chili
3: chili's yeah. really good okay. you're
2: just you don't actually like soup you just no, like I like soup. chili All right, no, anyways like give soup. your last
3: your last Mount Rushmore my last one would be uh loaded baked potato it's got some you're a fraud some, why you just called out Brent for not putting French onion in his. I know. That's what I do, Mike. <laughs> what are you doing? No, that's what I do. You literally a just said that uh, no, there was no, no. an
2: unbelievable snub by Brent me, and that you didn't put it in yours.
3: Can I say this for a second? One, did I forget French onion soup? Yeah, sure did. Two, <laughs> to defend myself, I will say it could still be a snub and not be on my list. All right?
2: Dude, That okay. You're right. it can. You're right. That'd be like you being a baseball yeah. writer and you're trying to decide who's in the yeah. Hall of Fame and you don't vote for
3: somebody and then write an article yep. saying they got snubbed. Yes, I would. <laughs> and you you know I would write that article. That If anything fits me perfectly, it's what just happened on the show, all right? If you needed to know that this is as genuine and as authentic as a show as it gets, you'll listen to the last one minute of the show. That was as perfect yeah. as it gets. I would rate that. that, I'm that guy, Mike. I would rate that article. You are that guy. All right. uh, We're going to step aside. We're going to come back
2: and give you a bunch of college basketball picks. Really fun day. 50 college basketball games. Um, We'll muck it up a little bit on qsportstalk.com in between, but we'll be right back on ESPN
0: Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on (laughs) qsportstalk.com.
1: You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away,
0: and know when to run. This you're is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan. Sitting at the table, be time enough. Yes, it is. Hope you're
2: enjoying your Tuesday. Wherever you're listening, if it's on ESPN radio or on QSportsTalk.com. The fun way to enjoy the show, the the full soup debate was on QSportsTalk.com. So if you don't like Tommy and I, don't go to QSportsTalk.com. But if you do like us, go to QSportsTalk.com. It's pretty yeah. much as simple go as that. Go there if you don't Only like us. 6 to
3: 7. Go there if you don't like us and you can talk some crap. We'll we'll sling it back with you. No question. So go there. Don't Don't tell them not to go there, Mike. <laughs> right, Go fine. there if you like us or not If you don't like us, get in the chat Sling it around and we'll sling it back We're not afraid to do that By the way, Mike, before we move on to uh, some college basketball That's going on tonight I wanted to ask you You know, you notice anything a, a little different about today's Open? Yes, the basketball calls
2: in there It was sick okay. So I was going to Backfired Open with that I was going to say Awesome, Open, Great Change But I wanted to give you credit for your picks bef- Instead of doing that like you know, like I kind of got to open the show and then go with uh, first things first. Here, I got to pick something, and I went with great uh, picks last night, Tommy. Instead of great open, Tommy.
3: Thank you. I, I that backfired on me a little bit. I was hoping to be able to call you out on your listening since you've been calling me out on my listening. So, but I thank you. I thank you for actually yeah. listening to it because uh, yeah, change it up. Basketball season now. We've got a couple games worth of highlights. Let's get them in there. Talking Syracuse football and Syracuse basketball. It was the
2: second highlight. I want to say it was a buddy three. Okay, can you name the
3: other two? You'd be showing Um, me up in the listening category if you do. Later
2: in it, um, oh, he had a really good call. It was really good play by. It was a really fun, like, energetic call. I forget what it is. Something about madness or on. Like, it was. It was a very, very hype call for Buddy
3: at the end, right? No. No. You tried. It was a good call from Matt Park. It was on what's probably the play of the season so far for Syracuse. Benny Williams block against Drexel. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Sent so it into the I huge scoreboard. I think, I think it hit the big scoreboard. I could be wrong. It's a little bit lower for basketball. I'm pretty sure from sitting on media Row, not sure if you heard about that, that the ball hit the big scoreboard. He hit it that hard. He, he spiked it back that much. Yeah, that's sick, dude. Do you think that's going to be a thing all year, the Benny Williams blocks? It has been so far. He's without. He's their best forward defensively. I was going to say their best in the back line. I think Jesse Edwards is probably better in the back line. But Benny Williams yeah. adds, adds a threat that they don't have back there of athleticism and, and shot blocking. So, yeah, I think it will be a, a thing. The help defense, he's going to be really good at it. It's going to be so sick. It's almost
2: like the Benege dunk attempts, except we actually get the moment of like, nice, it worked, and that was really fun to watch. Like you see a dude yes. just soaring in the wow. carrier dome, but you actually
3: get the gratification of it being successful. Mike, that's a great call. Michael Benege, there was a stretch. Of, it was one year probably a stretch of throughout the ACC play, he would try. <laughs> he would try to dunk from the three-point line, it felt like. Once again so like the moment the anticipation was so sick. <laughs> he might have landed one of them, but yeah, he was lighting it he was jumping and cocking it back from the three point line once a game. It was pretty cool. Did it work? No. Did he have fouled sometimes? Yes. But it was fun to watch. Like you said, you were anticipating when is he gonna try to put someone on a poster this game?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's fun that we actually get to see some success out of that effort and hard work. Anyways, this is Double Down on ESPN Radio, 315-437-7644. Call in if you want to talk a little bit of college hoops with us. 50 games tonight. Tommy, what's the marquee game on the Hogan slate? What's going to be on the TV tonight?
3: Marquee game without question, especially for the Syracuse fan base and the people that we have in the Q Sports Talk chat. And it's a game that CBW, our guy, has already brought up and it involves a player that triggers a lot of this, if not all of the Syracuse fan base. Seton Hall, Michigan. I don't even have to say why it will trigger you. There's a little someone over on Seton Hall that triggers this fan base. But that's going to be a good game. It's in Ann Arbor. Michigan, the number four team of the country. Seton Hall's 2-0. Michigan's 2-0. Michigan, minus 8.5 at home. That's the marquee matchup of the night. What do you like in that game? Because I have a
2: pick that you're obviously... I mean, I might as well give it because it's just going to piss you off anyways. I like Seton Hall. Their defense has been really good. They have they have the lowest effective field goal percentage against in college basketball. So I think that Michigan might... I mean, I'm not saying Seton Hall is going to win the game, but that eight-point spread, Michigan... Doesn't necessarily have the most efficient offense right now. They're 77th in the country in two-point scoring rate. So
3: I like Seton Hall to cover that eight and a half a lot. You love just sticking the knife and twisting it in the Syracuse fan base, don't you? you were the mascot of the team, out of the orange, and you just love sticking it right in this fan base.
2: I unbiasedly make picks. That, that I can hold true to my heart. I, I, I love Syracuse sports. I love Syracuse basketball. I love Syracuse football. Every sport, I've supported them from the second I walked onto campus. But I also like making people money, and that's why I think Seton Hall's the pick. I can't pick against every team that's ever done anything wrong to Syracuse forever. Like That's like half the teams in college basketball at this
3: point. That's exactly what I do. I have a little something called the double down vendetta parlay of the week. Maybe you should be a good teammate one time and hop aboard. How about that? But I take that with you every week. I know, you do. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> what are you... I have one pick in this game, Mike, and it's that the score bug for FS one covers half the screen. What the hell are we doing? I want to watch the game, not see what the not not make sure my that grandfather not make sure my grandfather can see the score and the time from a hundred yards away. Can we can we make the score bug a little smaller fs1 please? I've never seen a score bug that big in my life. That's my pick. Also big like
2: every year the different channels always try something new at the beginning of the season and it feels like it happens sometimes in the NFL but always in college basketball and they always get away from it after like three weeks because we're all just complaining that it's ridiculous like it just takes a social media storm and then they just go back to the same
3: thing we've been doing for a hundred years which we're fine with a couple years ago I believe it was Monday Night Football on ESPN had part of their normal score bug was yellow Everybody was freaking out, thinking that there was a flag on every single play. And the internet bullied them enough for them to change it first half or at halftime of the first game. That will happen to the FS1 score bug. Now there hasn't been a big enough game on FS1 where the internet's watching, and that the, the once the, the, the entire internet is watching a game on FS1, the next game the score bug will be different. So I don't think this is the one. I don't think Seton Hall, Michigan is the game. But it's coming soon where they will get bullied and have to change
2: that. It's the biggest game of the night. Like, is yeah, playing, but, but other than no. that, it's the game that college basketball fans are going to watch tonight.
3: It's going to happen soon, Mike, because one of these preseason tournaments that are coming up in the next couple of weeks, Syracuse playing in the battle for Atlantis, I don't know if it's on FS1, but FS1 will – maybe even Fox. Fox may end up having the same score bug. But when one of these tournaments are on FS1 or Fox – I'm telling you, this is my pick. If I could put a future in on this, Mike, I'd like to put a future in on it. Make a line, (laughs) Jordan, if you're out of the production desk, I'd like to put this on my board as a future. The FS1 score bug will be bullied into being changed this season. It is that big. It is horrendous. Wait, we need a time frame on that. It's got to be end of November, over under
2: December 1st. Does it make it past December 1st?
3: Can I, I want to? Can I get a break to do some research? I want to know when that first tournament is on FS1. Cause SU Battle for okay, Atlantis sure, yeah. is during Thanksgiving break. If that's on FS1, <laughs> it will happen before December first. If there's another one okay. that's happening after December first, then I would take the over on it. It's whenever right, that I'm, first tournament is. I'm good with that. All right, fine. We'll, uh, we'll figure that out at the break. On my before. Board. So let
2: let's get a couple. I got a couple more uh, okay. college basketball picks. Um, I'm taking the over in the Creighton and Nebraska game. This is, I know we talked about this yesterday, like doing a little bit of research and looking into actual gambling side of stuff. Um, so the over is only being bet by 50% of people but it's getting 90% of the money. So what that means is that the big bettors, the professional gamblers are on the over in this. So then when I saw that, I was like, all right, let's also look at the actual data. Um, Nebraska has a top 35 paced offense in college basketball, and they've been that way every year. Now, Creighton has a very high-paced offense that hasn't equated to a bunch of points, but I think that the the smart people know where the money's at on that one. So I'm taking the over 145
3: and a half. How do you play by me to understand gambling? Well said. This is a game I have my eye on, Mike. It's a game that features two opponents Syracuse played last season, Virginia, at Houston. The total is 118 and a half. That is so low. But it's two of the best defensive teams in the country. At least two of the teams that you think year in, you year out, are going to be the best defensive teams in the country. Virginia lost their first game of the season, 66-58 against Navy, and then won 73-52 against Radford. Houston, they're 2-0. They won against Hofstra, 83-75, a close one in their opener, and then blew out Rice. I think it's so low, Mike. It's one of the Jordan always spots these things really well. He'll spot the bad line and then pick the side of why he thinks it's bad. So I think that number's so low that I'm gonna take the under on it. Under one eighteen and a half. So you have under one eighteen
2: and a half in the Virginia game. I'm gonna give you a little side pick in this that you can take with me if you want. Oh let me hear I have this the the people I live with are all really old. Like I have an apartment building that's full of old people. Sure. I'm pulling in today, five fifteen after work. And this car is sitting in front of their garage trying to get in and she's opening it and then getting, it's not opening. So she's double tapping it. So then it starts to open and then it closes. Then it gets 75% of the way up and she thinks she's got it. Buckle. Then she pulls up and it starts closing again. She has to pull back. It was, and I'm waiting to get into my parking spot this whole time. Get out i go into the building she's getting out of her garage and it's my neighbor who lives next door whose name is Houston. virginia oh okay aka <laughs> virginia's gonna struggle so i'm taking the dog at five what's the line five
3: and a half yeah. in that game
2: yeah. yeah i'm take i'm taking the five and a half line so um
3: that's Mike, a, that's a roundabout way i love that you're seeing the signs but i've'm playing devil's advocate here Is she a cougar? Houston Cougars, dude. She's. I mean, when I say old, I mean she's like shouldn't be driving. So yes, she's really old. Okay. (laughs) So I'm taking Houston minus five in that one. There's some confusion Um, there. I'm not going to take it because there's a confusion about the cougar in the in Virginia. I'm not taking it. I'm sorry. Okay, I understand that.
2: Um, my last two picks before we step aside and bring Barry Matthews on. Um, I've got Oregon minus four. I just think they're more talented than BYU and their matchup zone and obviously another guy on Syracuse that I can't mention, I guess. Yes, don't um, mention it. But Oregon minus four.
3: All right, we're going to roll on. Hit a break. You listen to Double Down in ESPN Syracuse.
0: Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse Sports Talk shows on QSportsTalk.com.
1: I want to be a billionaire so freaking bad. Buy all of the things I never had.
0: This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan.
1: Smiling next to Oprah and the Queen. What's going on, oh, every time
2: 6.35 on your Tuesday? You start talking Bruno crap Mars. about your neighbor, dude. Bruno Mars, coincidentally, is our next guest's favorite <laughs> artist. Wow. Our next guest loves Bruno Mars. I mean, he listens to Bruno Mars 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. Big Bruno guy. It's Barry Matthews, our fantasy football outsider. Guy who just gives us all the information Unbelievable photo on QSportsTalk.com. Barry, how we doing off the bye
1: week? How's it going? How are you? Uh, Doing well. Doing well, fellas. It's uh, been a nice, refreshing week to uh, kind of take things easy, you know, kind of recuperate. But we're here now. You're bearing with the technical difficulties. Um, So you know what? We're just playing injured, but uh, glad to be back.
2: So Barry last night you texted a pick into our uh, our fantasy football insider group message about the Rams wide receiving core. I'll let you talk about the pick and then tell us about that core overall for those fantasy players not gamblers.
1: Sure, yeah, somewhat of a roller coaster. I mean, coming into the night, um the pick, you know, just so everyone knows was Van Jefferson over 52 and a half. Um, now, obviously, if you've been alive or not living under a rock, you knew that Robert Woods, uh, their second option, went down with an ACL injury late last Friday. Um, you know, they brought in Odell Beckham. And, you know, with Matt Stafford, it's the guy who's going to be airing the ball out pretty much at all times. Uh, you have Cooper Cup as the obvious number one. But, you know, there's going to be someone that has to fill in in that number two spot. and That's kind of what pointed me to the, jeff- uh, the direction of Van Jefferson. So, I mean, the 52 and a half, the line should have been at least 95 um, I got in early at minus 120. We had 49 yards, you know, early in the second quarter. Bit of a roller coaster. We thought it was gonna, you know, it was gonna come down to the end a little bit, but you know, lo and behold, it did end up hitting. And guess what? It was a six-unit delight. And uh, you know what? We're moving on. <laughs> Barry, I was
3: on, uh, I was on Van Jefferson too. I went over 19 and a half for his longest c- completion. So we, we both saw him having a big game. So I'm glad, I'm glad we were on the same page there. Before I get into my fantasy. Questions for you, Barry. You're really a Mars head. What is, what is Mike talking about here? You love Bruno Mars.
1: Love Mars. Been a Mars guy for yep. you know past five or six years. Um, locked out of Andy heaven. Andy Grammer Come and on. Bruno Mars. Say that again.
2: I said Andy Grammer and Bruno Mars, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get better than those two. I mean, they've been <laughs> leading our generation for the last decade or two, and they're going to yep. continue to do so.
3: All right, they've been leading the generation for the last uh, couple years. Derrick Henry's been leading this generation in rushing yards, but the guy who led the last generation, unbelievable segue by me. Derrick Henry, Adrian Peterson in that Titans backfield now. Who do you go with in that Titan back Titans backfield with Derrick Henry out?
1: Yeah, Tom, let's go back to that segue there. That was yep. a beautiful segue. Thank uh, you. Uh, You've written it better yourself. Uh, I mean, the issue is you asked the same question two weeks ago. So I think any okay. credit that you got for that segue gets immediately revoked with how dumb and, you know, how much you reiterated the same question two weeks ago. We've well, so seen I'm not even gonna two answer weeks that.
3: now. Barry, we've seen two weeks now. I'm interested after seeing two weeks, is there anybody worthwhile in that Titans
1: backfield to play? No, dude, there's not. Okay. I mean, AP saw what he did. He had two points last week. Uh, you have that other guy I forgot his name. And then you have, yep. uh, that receiving back. one I also forgot his name. It's a bi-week pilot. I'm just getting back into it. <laughs> Next
3: question. Fair enough. Fair enough. Barry. Right, Barry, why are you so contentious? I have Barry in my league with my
2: family that I am, uh, eight and one and not to brag. Um, I have the Colts defense. Do I have to drop them and pick somebody else up? Is there any chance they can even partially contain the Buffalo bills?
1: Look, Mike, the Colts defense, uh, they got a couple names. They, they brought in a couple guys. They got DeForest uh, the, the Buck there from the Niners. They drafted Woody Pay this year. Look, he's been a bust. The guy's got six total tackles this entire year. He's got one stack, no force fumbles. I, I don't know why that really pertains that much to the entire defense, but I, I just don't like the way they're headed. The Bills are rolling right now. The Colts go through Jonathan Taylor. So when they go down, you know they're they're not going to be able to get back into game. And I just don't, I just I just don't see them, uh, you know, continuing their pace.
2: We we're rolling on here. It's Double Down on ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. We're with Fantasy Football Outsider Barry Matthews. Uh,
3: Tommy, what do you got? Next question. We've now seen Russell Wilson for a week, Barry. Do you play him or do you let him play for a couple more weeks?
1: Look, guys, I mean, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago that that pinhole was going to take some time to heal up. Uh, just as I predicted, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, you saw that last week it wasn't fully healed. Um, you got to remember, guys, a hole's a hole. So uh, it still might be bothering him in the long term. Uh, if it's anything like my ex-wife's, uh, you know, earring hole, you're going to want to kind of proceed with caution moving forward. So I'd give it another week before you get rough to start there.
2: I, that, that completely makes sense. I can't think of a better analogy there. Um, all right. So my question that I, that I prepped, I prepped you with a little bit um, Ramondre Stevenson, the unbelievable week 10 with no Damian Harris. Is that something that we can go to in the future? Like wh- where do you roll with that?
1: Uh, the long and short of it, Mike, is no. I mean, the, you know the history with Patriots running backs. I mean, if you look at Jonas Gray five years ago, 199 yards, four touchdowns, only to get cut the next week because he was 10 minutes late to practice. Look, I, I, I think that Stevenson's a good play on a waiver wire if you got, you know, if the whole Patriots backfield is injured. But I think Belichick likes to rotate them in enough, and he keeps everyone guessing that you know, I just don't think that's going to be sustainable. The one thing I do have, and this is Barry's tidbit of the week. You heard it, Barry's tidbit of the week. Mike, he's playing 18 pounds lighter than his listed weight. You know, the defense is going to prep for that bigger power back, like a LeGarrette Blunt, when in actuality, they're going to be going against Chris Carson. So I think that extra burst of speed that the defense isn't used to is going to get you some fancy points there.
2: All right, Cutie Pie, thank you so much for coming on. Good luck with your fantasy matchups this week. And uh, the push for the playoffs begins now, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good seeing you guys. All right,
2: that was Barry Matthews, our fantasy football outsider. A registered beautician, as always. And we didn't know, certified Andy Grammer and Bruno Mars fan. Mars head. Big fan. Always that, has been. Is that a thing? Do we call him Mars heads? We do now, Mike. We do now. Wow. All right. That's that's very interesting. Um, did you learn any fantasy advice, or are you going to ask the
3: same questions every week? So here's the thing. I know I'm getting accused of asking the same questions every week. The point is, we have now seen two weeks of what the Titans' backfield is going to look like without Derrick Henry. Is there anybody in that backfield that is worthwhile? Adrian Peterson had a touchdown against the Rams two weeks ago in his first week with the Titans. Is that a guy worthwhile? Dante Foreman. Deontay Foreman, I believe. He's playing... Getting the most carries is he worthwhile? Maybe I didn't word it right, but I think Barry was on one today. He was a little contentious, some things going on, so he was calling me out. Russell Wilson, he had a week. I know it was in Green Bay; it was snowing. Do you play him, or do you wait a couple more weeks. Those are good questions, and I stand by it.
2: All right, all right, that's fair. As long as you stand by it, that's that's all that really matters. I'm I'm, I'm proud of you in that. Um, we're gonna have Barry on, oh, dude. The fact that there's only what, five weeks left of fantasy football? Wait, actually, question that I don't really care about, but when does fantasy football
3: end this year? It's completely based off of your league. Usually, usually it'll, the, the last week of the season, so week 18, you usually don't have fantasy going on because teams are benching guys to stay healthy for the playoffs. So usually it'll end a week before the season ends. So it'll go 17 weeks, usually it goes 16 weeks.
2: Okay. Got you. That's very helpful. Thank you. Um we will come back. We got our six pack. Are we getting who we getting in studio here for the six
3: pack? If anyone, it's Jordan, but I do not know if we will have an extra. We may be going three for three today. We will find that out during the break.
2: Okay, cool. We'll find that out during the break. Tommy's also, during the break, going to come up with his uh, over-under on the Fox Sports uh, scorebook. Decide when the date for that should be. I think it should be December 1st. I think that's a pretty good good pick there. All right, we're going to come back and give you our six-pack, our best stuff, our fastball on ESPN Radio.
0: ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com This is Double Down with Michael Lear and Tommy Hogan.
2: Welcome back. It's Double Down on ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. We just found out on QSportsTalk.com that Tommy Hogan thinks
3: Villanova is overrated? No, no, no. And I understand why you can't I'm sorry. UCLA is overrated. UCLA who had beaten Villanova, so I will give you a pass on that. But I'm a little little worried about it, Mike. Did they beat Villanova? Is that a huge win? Yes. Was it at home? Yes. Was it a comeback win? Yes. But they went on a massive run in the tournament last season as a 10 seed. Yep. And now all of a sudden, because they go on that run, played Gonzaga close, It took a buzzer beater for Gonzaga to beat them in the Final Four. And now that they went on that run and have kept everybody, they're a top two team in the country. It doesn't feel right to me. I know Johnny Juzang's good. I know Jaime Haquez ha- uh, is good. I know Tiger Campbell's good. But I just that one i'm a I'm a little skeptical Now is the theory so, the theory has a a hole in it because they have beaten Villanova, but still they're on overrated watch in my opinion. So the reason that I like obviously that's a hole. but the reason I
2: think it's a bigger hole than you than you're looking at is like the the march the the whole march run. the reason that they put that all together. Was because they were legit defensively. They kept their rotation pretty tight, and like the guys were in shape enough to play the full game. And also, th- what I liked about them last year, which was fun, is they kind of just nutted up when they had to. Like when when the going got tough in March, they played like a championship caliber team. And then you wonder, all right, so this team a little bit different from last year, but as you said, like pretty uh, pretty similar. They got Juzang, they got Campbell, but what I liked about the Villanova game was it looked like one of their March Madness games, and it's November. Like They were down 10 with nine minutes to go. They got it all together. They locked it down defensively. I thought they were getting good shots. We didn't have a game that night, so I got to watch a lot of that game. They were getting good shots the whole time, and then when the going really got tough down the stretch... They were legit and had like I think that's what it takes to win a championship. I'm not saying they're gonna win the championship, but I don't think they're overrated.
3: That might all be true, Mike. That might all I I, I only have them on overrated watch. I'm not calling okay. them overrated yet, but I'm I have an eye on them because, like I said, I don't know if you can be a 10 seed, make a run to the Final Four. You keep you, they kept everybody. They kept everybody and added a recruiting class. I understand that. It's another system, another year in Mick Cronin's system. So another year that they're comfortable, but still, feels off. Something feels off there. Now the, the win Villanova, like I said, makes the the opinion look bad, but I'm telling you, there's something off there.
2: Okay, I mean, look at Syracuse. Syracuse, I guess they have different pieces. Is that your? Is that the different side of the argument? Like they, Syracuse makes the tournament by this by the skin of their teeth, they go on a great run, and now they're getting votes in the AP poll and considered a a better-than-average team in the ACC off of just a two-game sample size? Like, is it just because they have new pieces? That's why Syracuse is getting a little bit more buzz?
3: Right, I mean... I don't know. Syracuse went to a a sweet sixteen. I mean, they've got one of the best players in the country and and it's based off like it's not the preseason UCLA. But it's not the preseason. You have now seen a little bit of Syracuse and you now think, oh, this is a pretty good team. Whereas going into the season, UCLA is number two and is still number two. Going into the season I mean, they earned it. They
2: earned the Villanova win they earned being that spot. Yeah. Okay. you are right. You're right. Let's uh, let's dive in six pack. We'll uh, we'll let you know if that overrated watch changes, but hit those tunes, Tommy. You go first. Hit the music. You go first. Okay. All right. I'll start without music, I guess. Uh, Maction tonight. I got two Maction picks for you. There it is. <laughs> da. Be a good teammate right, one Toledo, time, Ohio, over 54 and a half. Um, every Maction game the entire season has gone over that number. The only close one was Akron. They fi- they finished against Ball State with a 56 total. Um, Toledo scored 49 points the last two weeks against EMU and Bowling Green. Ohio's a much worse defense than both those
3: teams, so Toledo could put up big points and over 54 and a half I like a lot. I can't pick Maxion Mike. That football is way too gross, so I'm going to the NBA. I'm going based off of the Manning curse. Draymond Green was on the Manning cast last night. Every current player in the NFL that has gone on that broadcast has lost the following week. Draymond Green on that game last, ni- last night, or on that broadcast. Give me nuts, minus 2.5 against the Warriors tonight. That's fun. I like that. My next one, going back
2: to Maction, Bowling Green at Miami, Ohio. Give me BG, plus 17. They're 5-0 against the spread, including an outright win as 30-point underdogs and 16-point underdogs this year. Um, But really, I just think it's going to be a low-scoring game and an ugly game. If they hold Miami to under 30 points, they're covering that plus 17, so I'm taking
3: BG. I'm gonna go with another NBA game. One there's now. I'm gonna have a pick in two out of the three NBA games going on tonight. Give me Clippers minus seven and a half. The Spurs, not very good this year. They are four and nine on the season. Clippers at home and they're eight and five, they're six and three at home this season. Give me Clippers minus seven and a half. We got 30 seconds, so I'll make this one quick. Yale minus one. Yale's a better team than Siena. They're ranked much higher than them in Ken Palm. I just like Yale. All right, my last pick. Memphis, minus 10.5 at home against St. Louis. Memphis has one of the best players in the country, in Imani Bates. So give me them to uh, beat St. Louis by double figures. Thanks for rolling with us on your Tuesday. Back tomorrow with our college football
2: slate. Tommy Hogan back on the horse. Thank you. We'll have some fun on Double Down on ESPN Radio.